ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast for Wrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We are here to talk about this past week in professional wrestling, which means we're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about the little preview of WWE backstage they had. Plus, some news coming out of Japan. Very interesting. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash pro wrestling. Check us out there. We are monitoring the chat, so send us your questions and your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John. It's fucking late. It, it, that's how we do this. It's, it's, it's our Monday thing. Hi. Hooray. How, how are things with you? Anything exciting going on? What's your yeah, Kirby you know. Clash level? Uh, 93. That's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's it's a lot. I, I did a thing. You did and a I did thing. a lot of a thing. I, I did a thing, too. What did, what did you do, Owen? I uh, bought tickets to see the, the new Star Wars coming out. Why did you do this? Because I have the AMC thing where I get the tickets anyway. Oh, well, all right then. So, but also I had to pay for someone else because someone else wanted to go. Oh, well, all right then. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super against that new Star Wars movie, but I'm not feeling super confident about that new Star Wars movie. I will say. Understandable, but you know, as someone who, I know it's a crazy opinion. I really didn't like the last one. I I'm digging with the trailers are doing with this new one. So I said, you know what? It's the last one of this trilogy trilogy before they make like a million more. So I guess I'll watch it. If the last one had focused on the Ray and, and Luke Skywalker stuff and not had fucking stupid long scenes like this, the fucking dumbass casino planet that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. That movie would have been okay. I think it would have been good if they didn't take every plot thread that was in seven and threw it in the trash. Maybe it would have been I, I'm not going to get into it super much <laughs> here, but I am going to get into it. I absolutely love that they did that, and I love that they, the turn that they made for this series is one that completely changed, flips the idea of Star Wars on its head and is a fucking... God, I don't even know how to put it. Uh, it's It's a fucking, like deconstruction of the previous of like the original trilogy and I love it it's great and they're gonna fuck it up with the fucking ninth one and I hate it <laughs> they're gonna change it and make fucking Ray like say psych actually you're fucking like Ben Kenobi's granddaughter or some shit and I'm gonna be fucking pissed I'm gonna say she just can't, she was made from the force the force birthed her she's pure energy <laughs> Oh, yeah. that'll piss me off too. <laughs> oh. You know what, John? No. It, it, it's it's people with space swords in space. Who gives a shit? It's going to be dumb. No, I know. The whole thing is stupid. The whole thing is really stupid. But I'm just saying, I really like the idea of the original trilogy is a fucking like messiah story. And the new trilogy is about agnosticism and how it doesn't matter you don't need a fucking Luke Skywalker Messiah person or like, you know, to study all these force books or anything. If you just like believe in the force and accept it as a power in your life, I fucking love that. And they're going to destroy it. And it pisses me off. 
But yeah, I'll still see that movie. Yeah, I'm seeing it opening night, so hopefully it's good. See how I am right now, people. That's the kind of fucking nonsense you can expect uh, from wrestling tonight. Because boy, howdy, that shit has been on fire this week. Indeed. But John, you know what else I've been doing besides the Star Wars? What's that, Owen? I've been playing the Fortnite. I'm aware that you've been playing the Fortnite. You were also playing the Fortnite the other night. I played all the Fortnite that matters. I don't need to play ever again. In fact, I should have stopped playing after I won two matches in a row. After I won the tutorial match that I didn't even know was going to happen... Wasn't that a cool moment though? You didn't, like, wait a minute. Like, wait, I have control. Fuck. No, mostly I was like, oh god damn it, you're really making me do this. I want to play with my friends. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun. But you won. But I I won, and that's fucking cool shit. So whatever. And then you won with your friends. Yeah, exactly. So I need to never play that game again. No. It will never get better than that. You keep winning. It'll be fun. Maybe. Yeah, they they made that season two. That season two seems more fun than the map from season one already, and Chapter I haven't two. Even seen all of it. Chapter two. This Whatever. Is, seasons are the thing that... It's a, it's, it's a process. Whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But you know what I else I did? What's that, Owen? I also... Uh, Bought the the PVE mode, the save the world mode. So that's like a tower defense thing, right? That's that's basically the the Metal Gear Survive base defend missions. That's a reference to a game that people have played. Kinda. It's a there's waves of zombies, and you you build a fort and you protect the the thing. And there's, is it good? It's fine. I, it's not as good as the Battle Royale, but it's it's fine. I, I'm enjoying it. It's like not my favorite thing, but I'm enjoying it. Because it never really took off, and like I was always kind of curious in it because I like the idea of those games, like you know, like a kind of combat survival thing. But like, yeah, it, it never really clicked. It seemed like it's got it lots also was, of wasn't it going to be like some weird like free-to-play thing at first, or but like it's they gonna be. like an early access thing. It's going to still go free. But I, I didn't... All this time? I mean, hasn't it been like four years now or something? That was like two. I have no idea. I don't know. Time is a fucking illusion. It feels like... it. Honestly, it feels like Fortnite Battle Royale has fucking existed forever. Mm-hmm. It's true. But it's lasted 11... 11- seasons but then again again, there's a little period before the seasons I don't know John it's a lot point is I ended up buying into it and it's fine it, it's got swords and shit it's got melee weapons which is crazy it's got fishing rods no there's no fishing in this there's no fishing there's no uh, swimming they haven't put that stuff over to that mode yet. 
Well, they better get on that is all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I mean, it feels like they're not updating it as much, even though they just put out like a roadmap that they're going to add like something to save the world soon. Which right, I, well, good for them. I'm still like early in it, so I, it, what they're talking about is endgame stuff that means nothing to me. But there's a reason that I uh, ended up buying Save the World instead of you know waiting for it to go free. It's because you wanted the V Bucks. Yes, it was on you sale. Found a way to scam V Bucks. It was on sale for twenty dollars, <laughs> and I said, you know what? I bet you I can get twenty dollars of V Bucks out of this thing. And it's been since Saturday. It's been. It's been. And I have over ten dollars worth so far out of it. So. All right. Well, you're halfway there. So, like I said, I'm I'm doing good. Like the 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 flow isn't going to be that heavy because a lot of the story missions give you hundred V bucks each. But like, there's dailies, the daily quest, and there's like daily like mission alerts that can generate V bucks too. So I'm going to try to grind that. Then I can get some cool cosmetics from my battle royale. Nicely done. Yeah, and when it goes free, uh, you're not able to... People who did not pay for it can't get V-Bucks out of Save the World. Hmm. So that's why I'm like, you know well, what? Well, then I'm maybe jump they in. should put Save the World on systems where I would play it. Yeah, I wish it was on mobile. It's not. Or on Switch. But you know what you can do, though? What's that? You can use the PlayStation Remote Play app and then play it on your tablet. No, it's, I've I've done that. It's not it's not great because I'm not I'm not going to do that. Yeah, when you're when it's, when it's local, it's great. When you're out and not at home, it's not great because your Remote Play can be very spotty. The only time I would ever do that is if I was in my house. And if I'm in my house, I might as well just turn the PlayStation on. True. But yeah, it's it's cool. Save the world's neat. What would I say? Would I recommend people get it? Uh, if you're if you are playing the Battle Royale and you just want some more V bucks, and you're willing to like try to enjoy the this mode and grind a bit, yeah, sure. But if you're looking for like a, a fleshed out mode that's on par with the battle royale, no, it's not. All, all the all the resources are in the battle royale. That's all. I got. like those kinds of games. Is it still pretty fun? Uh, I mean, it's still an early. It feels like an early access game. Hmm. So, and it feels like they're not, it's not getting as much love as the battle royale is. So. Hard to say. I wonder why. Yeah, come on. The Battle Royale is awesome. It's a video game. You got anything else before we jump into news? Fuck no. Bring on the wrestling. Let's go. All right. Wrestling news. The song. Yeah. Also, a heads up to people that are tuning in live. Apologies if some frames are being dropped. Not in the studio, and internet is being spotty, even though I moved locations, as I told John before we went on the air. So, apologies. Everything is going great. 
I'll try to be back in the studio next week. Things have been hectic. Do it, coward. All right. Uh, first bit of news, John, comes from you. you sure want, does. You want to talk about Seth Rollins, so what did he do now? <laughs> it's time for our once-in-a-while update of, boy, it would be cool if Seth Rollins would just stop talking forever. <laughs> yeah, no. So... As we uh, learned last week, of course, Owen, uh, WWE does not give a fuck about what you think about the Bray Wyatt shit and is just forging ahead and doing it again and just saying, no, this is a ref stoppage. Fuck you. Um, and not letting it go. Hey, John. Seth Rollins. Yes. Not to jump ahead, but have you seen the stipulation for their next match? Yes, I have. <laughs> How the fuck are they going to get out of this one? They won't. Okay. But anyway. Seth Rollins, of course, had felt the need to go popping off on Twitter and responding to people as he always does. And of course, he said one thing that got picked up by a bunch of people uh, where basically someone said just was making a comment about like, you know, why would they stop the match for doing a bunch of stuff? This doesn't make any sense. Like. And and made a comparison to Foley and, and Undertaker at their Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. Where they didn't stop the match and the match kept going, even though some actual shit happened. Mm-hmm. And Rollins basically compared his situation to that and said that, you know, well, I bet Taker and, and Foley would appreciate it if, like, they had stopped the match. No. Does he know Mick Foley? For one, yeah, does he know McFoley? But two, more to the point, like, I'm sorry, dude. You really don't have to respond. And it's pretty fucking ghost to, like, compare an incident where something actually happened to a kayfabe fucking thing where Bray Wyatt was totally fine and this was just a stupid way to book the ending of the match. Like, you can just say nothing. No, he's, he's Seth Rollins, though. It's just, you can just say nothing. No, you said You can just not do this. And then this weekend, he said some dumb shit about AEW and and Kenny Omega. Some, you know, someone at a panel asked him, you know, about fighting Kenny Omega, where you want to do that. And of course, Rollins' answer is basically to say, AEW is the minor leagues. Uh, Kenny should jump out of there and, and come to fucking WWE and fight me at Mania. Important question. Yep. He he knows that wrestling is kayfabe, right? I think that he believes he's real, though. Still real to him? Still real to him, damn it. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Just, like, chill the fuck out. You don't have to fucking say something all the time. Like, you know, think about, like, it's weird to say, but like, think about just how Roman responds to stuff. He's much more like collected. He's much more, you know, he never, he never strays away from the company line. Don't get me wrong. He will. He is a consummate company man, but like, he's able to be humble and he's able to just like acknowledge things. Look at, you know, did you see his response to the, the hell in a cell match? Who, Roman? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't listen to the big dog. 
Okay, so basically someone asked him what he thought about the Hell in a Cell match, and he was able to be respectful about it. He was like, you know, hey, look, I didn't I didn't really like the ending either. I don't think they should have stopped the match, but, you know, hey, I understand they have to look out for the safety, and, you know, I think that some, some of the response and the negativity is taking it too far, and it's not Seth's fault. Mm-hmm. Like... That's a that is a fucking judicious and fair response where you're able to like have some humility and, and acknowledge like yeah no I didn't think that was great I don't agree with that but I'm still able to toe the company line in a way that like is generally nice and like agreeable to everyone. Hear me out though. Yes. X Pac had a better uh, response. Well, X Pac's never going to be allowed back on the show again. Oh, they should let him back. Oh, no. I mean, come on. Let's be honest here. X-Pac had the only response. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was, for people who missed it, how the hell do you get disqualified in a, hell, in a freaking cell? Then they had that one stew tried to be like, well, the referee stopped it! Yeah, that guy is something else. He does that on the bump as well, which is their studio kind of like ESPN type show that they do on the network. And social media. But at I least gotta say, they have one other guy, though, that totally doesn't give a fuck and just, like, says what the people think, and I like that person. All right, well, you can tell me about that in a little bit, but I do just want to say, with one last thing here, man, this sucks. Yeah. Seth Rollins? Yeah, he sucks. Log off, Seth. You can't. Log the fuck off, Seth. You can't help it. I, you know, he deleted his Twitter, and he should have just kept it deleted. He should have. We all would have been better for it. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't really have much else to say about the bump, though. That's a show that's interesting. Have you seen it? No. Kayla Braxton's on it. She's and it's from Stanford, and it's. I think it's the up, up, down, down studio. All right, that's cool. Yeah, it's 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 neat. It it's like kind of towing the company line a little bit, which is kind of weird, but. Drew McIntyre was cool on it this past week. What did he do? He talked about Seth Rollins to keep on topic with this. <laughs> about how, how, why the fuck are you responding to people on social media who gives a shit? It makes, he straight up says it makes you look like a mark. Wait, is Drew McIntyre a babyface now? In real life, he is. Shit, no, You're- but I hate him for his stupid, like, Man's man shit. No, you should you should listen to him on that interview from last week's episode. It's really good. That does sound really good. Oh man, face Drew. He doesn't say Rollins' name, but he's talking about Rollins. Like how? Like why would you like? Who gives a fuck what these people think? Don't answer. Like you can take the criticism and like absorb it personally, but don't respond to them. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Then the McIntyre interview in there is extremely good. Also, he got played in by good boy. an actual bagpipe player, which is really good. All right, that's sick. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Can I just throw out there, by the way, that, like, do you realize, by the way, that that referee stoppage of that Hell of a Cell match means that Bray Wyatt lost that match? There's a no contest. Was it officially a no contest? I believe so. Because a referee stoppage to me seems like Seth Rollins wins by technical knockout. I think they're going to count it as a no contest. 
It's because Bray Wyatt also, like, attacked him afterward. They should count as a non-existent. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the fuck they do next week. In a Falls Count Anywhere cannot be stopped, can't be stopped for any reason match. Under any circumstances. They're going to find a circumstance. To... You know they are. Yeah, once again, oh, John... Rollins is going to almost beat him, and then the Fiend is going to just magically disappear. John, Just I... like I predicted would happen at Hell in a Cell. John, I have They'll the mo- finally do it this time. I have the most fucked up thing to say. What? Do you think they could end it by staging a bomb scare at, in the stadium? No. Like, that could be the only way you could stop it, because that'd be a, like, a legitimate way to stop it. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, how, how are they going to get out of it? They'll double count out each other when they both hit each other with Bray's giant mallet. The double pin? They pin each other? Yes. God damn it. Alright. We'll have our actual predictions next week, because next week is our go-home says Crown Jewel. I'll give you my initial prediction! Fuck off! Yep, I know. Uh... Is that it for news? Nope. We got two more stories, sorry. Jesus, that was still the first one? The other ones are a little faster. The the second one's super fast. It's that SmackDown this week is not going to be on Fox. Why? Because the World Series is going to be on Fox. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I kind of checked out of that one after uh, Yankees just completely fucking shat the bed in, in the CS, which, you know, happened last year. I shouldn't be surprised, especially since it happened to the Astros, but... Mm. Don't go Astros. Because fuck the Nats. Yeah, fuck the Nats. Go, Nats. go Astros. Yep, go Astros. But, uh, yeah, because of that, uh, SmackDown will be on FS1. Boy, howdy. I mean, not to jump into some of the things that happened on SmackDown this week, but the ratings fell to like 2.44 million viewers, like, you know, basically raw numbers. And uh, boy, that's really not going to help when it's on a cable channel that not a lot of people have. Yeah, that's why I'm going to say don't read into the numbers next uh, next week. Oh, no, the SmackDown numbers this week are going to be a complete and utter aberration and like... It should not be analyzed in any way whatsoever because they are just a completely bizarre fucking like last minute nonsense thing that they're doing. Also, but, consider the World Series is going to be on. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even care about baseball right now, but I, if I had my choice, I'd, I'd watch the World Series. Yeah, same here. I'll, I'll catch. Absolutely. I'll catch up on Hulu and then I'll write some notes as I did this week because I I kind of tuned in. But it was... We'll get into it. Oh, boy, that was hard to watch. I basically just watched it in YouTube clips, and all the YouTube clips I saw made me real fucking angry. Yeah, I I went from watching it live to, like, I'm going to play Fortnite instead. And then I look up, and, oh, it's over already. That's cool. And then Actually, I the wait. Clips. I, yeah, I did turn it on live for a little bit, and then... The part where I turned it on was the thing. Oh, we'll get to it soon. 
And you can see where th- my watching of the show went mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The point is, 2.44 million viewers this week. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, still, for Friday night, it's, it's still pretty high up there. I mean, it's still, that's the thing, is it's still one of the most watched shows on uh, television on Friday night. But, ooh, that's, I was not expecting them to go under two and a half million. I, I'm not surprised. We'll like, see. what happens if they go under two? Don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I say, you know, save that clip in, in about a month. But, yeah, um... You know, worry, we'll we'll play that over and over again on Heal Alternative. Thanks, John. I, I called I called out that it's not going to work out. We'll we'll put the we'll put the Enya uh, air horn over under it. God, what the fuck is going on over on that show? Great things. We're having fun. You're murdering we're football players. Hey, they were dead when we got there. They were killed by Vince McMahon. Oh boy. They are already dead. It's it's true. But yeah, maybe the number will bounce back up when they actually give a shit about the you know, storylines and writing for that show. Yeah, in like five years, ten years, fifteen years when Vince is dead? No, when they stop having guaranteed Fox money. That might take a while. Yeah, exactly. One more news, for sto- news Owen? One more news oh, story. Boy. It's a big one. Have you not heard about this? What is it, Owen? Have you heard the rumors that uh, WWE wants to expand into Japan and have an NXT Japan? I mean, those aren't really rumors. They barely tried to buy Noah. Yeah. Well, New Japan did the opposite and beat them to the punch. New Japan said, what if New Japan's still on USA, but Modarn? What? You heard me. No. They announced that they, the, uh, the next step of their uh, North American expansion is happening, and that they have started up New Japan for Wrestling of America. And they announced like a bunch more dates for next year. Yeah, they're going to tour all over the place. But here's the problem, though. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the Japanese roster, I don't think. I think it's going to be the people from the LA Dojo. And can you really sell shows on that? I think you're going to... I think they're going to bring in more Japanese people. I hope... I mean, I hope they, like, fill out their shows with some people from actual New Japan Pro Wrestling, like some Ishis and, you know, and Juice Robinsons and people like that. I think that's the entire point, is I think that they'll, they'll totally have, like, some people come over, like, I think it's going to be the undercard will primarily be the, you know, the the LA Dojo people, and, like, all that. Like, maybe they'll have, like, some people, they'll send some people over for, like, excursions to the U.S., to like you know do the, the LA dojo and stuff like that or maybe not like excursion so much as just like hey we're gonna you know as part of your young line training we'll send you here for a while uh and then then they'll also just have like you know some of the like main Ross you know the main New Japan stars like come over and do some stuff there 
Yeah, I hope so because you know if 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 it's an expansion kind of like NXT, you would think it would just be you know a developmental type thing. I mean, not necessarily. If anything, I would think that them having a presence here is more that they really want to like establish themselves here and like expand over here. And if you are going to do that, why not do that with the stars you have? Yeah, but do you think that they split the roster? Or is it just, you know, people moving, flowing back and forth? No, I think it's people flowing back and forth. And I think that, like, I think that New Japan of America is not really going to be, like, you know, I don't think they're starting, like, a full promotion here. I think this is more just... I don't know. It seems like it was, like, the list of the staff, they had, like, their own president and stuff. Yeah, I think it's an American wing of the Japanese company being established to, like, run business in America to like start establishing like relationships here and like working with, you know, working more closely with like television networks, probably they want to work more closely with access and like other networks to make sure that like, you know, they keep their television deals here. They want to probably start producing more things like maybe like, you know, having like Kevin Kelly, like coming in and working with them there. Like I could totally see them doing that. And then like also just booking and promoting these shows, running the LA Ojo locally instead of like, you know, having to like, you know, make all the decisions in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this makes perfect sense just as like an expansion thing and not just, you know, and not like, oh, we're going to like completely do like, you know, NXT UK and just have our own roster and our own show and everything. I hope so. I'm so I, curious. I do think they are going to like, you know, for the most part, booking the shows, like have like, like a lot of the undercard be the people they have in the LA dojo and locally to like, you know, showcase those talents. Totally. You know, for mm-hmm. like, you know, for American style or, you know, trained in American talents for, you know, the English audience. Yeah, I'm very, I'm just, I'm very curious because this whole North American expansion has been very weird ever since, you know, AEW existed. It's true. I mean, I guess it makes sense why they don't really want to work with AEW, because it seems like they don't really want to work with anyone anymore. Yeah. Although apparently Stardom is still going to uh, team up with Ring of Honor now that, hey, other news that we didn't talk about. uh, Bushi Road, the owner of New Japan, bought Stardom. Yes. The premier, you know, Japanese women's wrestling league, basically. Yeah. Trace and I discussed that over on our... uh... King of Pro Wrestling podcast is over at Patreon.cool. We had a whole rundown about that and it, you know what the relation is between New Japan World and Stardom, which is just completely separate for now. But hopefully that changes. I'd like to see some Stardom, but I don't want to yeah, pay for another too. service. Stardom is fucking excellent from everything I've seen. Mm-hmm. We can go back and watch all of Chris Wolf's matches. Also, uh, before we move on to the uh, talking about the TV shows, I do have some uh, breaking news. Oh, God. Uh, did you know that Eric Bischoff uh, launched a podcast? A, a new one or just 83 weeks? Yeah, 83 weeks. Have you heard anything from it? I mean, I know that he did a new episode today about is getting fired from SmackDown. Yeah. Would you like to hear uh, a uh, excerpt from it? Which I have not read yet. 
Sure, if we have to. Well, just just interesting news. This is how he this is how he addressed uh, his firing in the first for the first time in today's edition of the A Three Weeks podcast. I was really grateful for the opportunity to work in WWE, and it was an opportunity. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. Clearly, it didn't work out the way Vince McMahon wanted it to work out. But that happens, and I'm not taking any of it personally. Professionally, I'm taking a hard look at it and and thinking it through. If anything, I'm just grateful for the opportunity and part of the reason I am is that I had the chance to work with a great team of people. The writing staff on SmackDown in particular, as well as a lot of other writers on Raw. They are a very, very talented and unbelievably hardworking and dedicated group of people and just the opportunity to work with people like that. In and of itself was worth the experiment. I didn't come here thinking I was going to be in WWE for five or ten years. I looked at it as a relatively short term opportunity, meaning two to three years. I didn't think it would be quite this short term, but sometimes that happens. WWE is a great company with a very defined culture and process, and, and you know, I didn't necessarily fit into it, and that's just the way it is. I'm not disappointed, I'm not angry. I'm not any of those things. I'm just looking forward to the next opportunity wherever and whenever that may be and kind of digging the idea of packing up the truck and getting back to Wyoming. So basically he was polite and said absolutely nothing. It seems like he's keeping that door wide open and not burning any bridges. Yeah, absolutely. And also he's moving back to Wyoming. Yeah. So I'm sure he didn't like actually sell his house or anything. Hopefully not that fast. <laughs> That's crazy. That's gotta be such a pain in the ass to, to move all that distance. Yeah, absolutely. For four months? That's fucking terrible. Yeah, but yeah, I could see him uh, getting another job in WWE at some, t- at some point. Probably not this kind of job, though. Yeah. They should bring him on as an on-screen person. Well, I mean, SmackDown doesn't really have a. Neither show really has a you know, on-screen, like general manager. No, neither of them do. It's weird. It's it's it's, it's weird. I don't I don't want to say it's bad, good or bad. It's just weird. It's just a thing. Who who makes the matches? We make the matches. We're the universe. No, oh, fuck off. They they lied to us about that. Come on, you know this. What are you talking about, Owen? They always tell the truth. John, let's let's take a break and let's talk about something that is not WWE produced. Wait, right. but it's still about WWE. It's WWE backstage. God damn it. Yeah, you were playing excerpts of that for us, for Oscar and I in a Discord, and it was very confusing and upsetting. Uh, I mean, you should see it in context. It was pretty good. So So what is this show? So what they did was after the, uh, I think it was an ALCS game, they had a little preview for it last Tuesday. And well, the, the number one surprising thing to me for this is that it was live. Because they had them in the studio talking to the uh, the baseball people to have the handoff. 
Okay. So it is an in-studio show by Fox Sports it, it, at Fox Sports headquarters. And it's live. And it's live. <laughs> which we could tell because Paige got bleeped because she said a bad word. Oh, Paige. Paige here. And it's essentially uh, Booker T and Renee Young having a bunch of segments and talking about, you know, what's going on with WWE currently. A little mm. backstage look at stuff, some stuff, too. And kind of mixing in some, like, fun little segments, like, just for, fu- just for fun. Then a wrestling theme. Yeah, like, the, there's, like, comedy skits in it. Yeah. But it, not less, not, not so much skits, but, like, they set them up and they kind of improvise. I mean... That Seth Rollins thing sounded like a sketch to me. I actually missed that. I, I saw like a bit of it, and it, like that was a funny sketch. But it's like a mix of that, and it also look back at some like classic wrestling stuff. Like they had a video of Shawn Michaels and Sting talking about Savage versus Steamboat. What's the context for that? Just hey, old wrestling. Must have some people talk about old wrestling. That just seems strange and out of place. Just hey, I don't know. Here's Sting and Shawn Michaels talking about this match for some reason. I feel like this first. Hey Sting, remember when you were in this company? I feel like this first episode was more of them, like kind of like experimenting and trying out different things to see what the show's going to be when it okay. goes weekly. That's fair. Oh, so this was like a pilot episode. It wasn't like yes. a. Because they start up next month. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, this was just them saying, like, oh, it's the week of the draft, so we're going to do a preview test run of it, and also, like, throw in a little bit of draft, like, connection to it. Okay, so, all right, then that that's more interesting, then. I'd, I'm more willing to give that a pass, then. Yeah, because... Knowing it, that context, if it's just kind of like a, a dry run before they actually start up in earnest in November. Yes, and they're also using the opportunity of... Hey, we got this like baseball. Alternative every Wednesday and Thursday over at ProWrestling.cool. Yeah, you guys will hopefully be live soon. Right? I can handle it. Yep. But we'll figure something out. But yeah, they also... So we're using the baseball as a, like a lead-in to try to get some new people tuning into it. And I would say that this was a success. Like, of course, they got to still tweak it some... But I like the format. I like how slick it looks and how it doesn't feel like a WWE show. Like, these people weren't having Vince McMahon yell in their ear and having to say things a certain way. Like, it felt free-flowing and casual and, like, just them, like, being able to talk as in not treating the audience like they're stupid. Like, yes, we got some kayfabe stuff, but also... It's a mix of us actually talking about professional wrestling and what it actually is. But what does that entail? Like, one thing they did was they uh, addressed that Eric Bischoff was out as the head creative guy on SmackDown. And that Bruce Prichard was starting in. I mean, but you can acknowledge that without being like, hey, he's the guy that supposedly writes the shows and come up with the characters. Oh, but they said that. Like, he's the guy who's head of creative for that. Like, he's the guy who's, like, running the show and, like, set and, like, dictating the storylines. Like, they address it. Like, they, like, we're not stupid. That's what this job is. Huh. And they even had Triple H, 
uh, had when he called in to make his uh, draft announcement. He also kind of he addressed it in a fun way of like, yeah, he's he was the guy who wrote like a lot of like major events in WWE history, and then he kind of tied it into the drafts and said, oh, he was the one who made the draft this this draft trade. So it was it was a it was a neat balance. But we should talk about that quickly. Talk about that uh, that blockbuster trade that they did. Oh yeah, man! Remember that what they said they heard there was a blockbuster trade going on. Maybe if by blockbuster they mean blockbuster video. My favorite rental store. Yeah, they rented out the raw the former uh, WWE tag team champions. What? Yeah. The- the Alexa Bliss and the Nikki Cross. The people who got drafted in two separate picks because, oh god, we fucked up the website. We had to change something. They got, so, they got sent to SmackDown. Clearly, if they were so willing to trade them after they completely fucked up and wasted two slots on something that should have been one, like, clearly they got something good, right? Future draft considerations. What? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know if that means that they're like calling call in a favor later, or if they have to wait till next year and get like additional picks or so. I don't know. I feel like, like they don't know either. It could mean anything. What the fuck? I feel like they don't know either, and they're just using it as, well, here's something in our pocket now in case we need to make a change. Or they're just using it as, well, we fucked up and didn't put enough women on SmackDown and don't have a division there. So, uh, I don't know. We're just not going to... Exp- we'll explain it later. I think it was less that unless they had less established women. Outside of Sasha and Bailey. Well, yeah. Because they had, they, they had plenty of women. It just, as we saw on SmackDown by the parade of promos. Like who? Fucking Lacey Evans and Carmella? They had a six-pack challenge. Lacey Evans, Carmella, Nikki Cross. Yeah, I know. Fire and, and, and Fire and Desire. Yep. But again, like, they haven't had enough time to establish themselves as characters. Because they haven't had opportunities. Because the way that this, mix, this superstar, superstar uh, wildcard thing is fucked everything up. Sure has. Along with Becky Lynch doing the two belt thing. So hopefully she didn't do that for that long. No, as soon as she did that, it fucked up the two divisions. Hmm. And it became both shows are about Becky and Charlotte. And then Lacey Evans is there for some reason. But yeah. Don't you love Lacey Evans? No. She's going to do so well on your favorite show. She's a heel again, though. They totally ignored Raw and said she's she's just her. Well, it's fine because they're seemingly totally ignoring Raw for Raw, too. And the, the rumors are that Charlotte's going to be a babyface going forward. Yeah, checks out. Please, no. But yeah, we get back to backstage and other... Uh, Thing that showed that the show wasn't just totally kayfabe and was actually like <coughs> treating wrestling as what it is. 
is that they were talking about news of Stone Cold, you know, doing well physically lately and rumors of him wanting to do one more match. And they asked Booker T, like, if you had Stone Cold have one more match, who would it be against? And he was talking about how he was in, how he has his wrestling school and stuff, and like training people how to wrestle. And, you know, the number one thing about, you know, working in the ring together is make sure you have someone in there who will protect you, like, and it will take care of you in the ring. And he said, because of that, I would pick Dolph Ziggler. So, like, addressing, yeah, this is a cooperative thing, and if Stone Cold is in there, we need someone who will take care of him in the ring and not make him do anything crazy. It was cool. I don't know how much I like them officially acknowledging that this whole shit is just a work. It's a mix of it. It feels like they're having, they're, they're like, playing the game, but not treating you like you're an idiot. Like the main roster does. But there's a difference between not treating you like an idiot and like just playing along and being like, no, we're we're doing kayfabe because this is fun and this is a thing that we're enjoying to do. We're enjoying doing because it tells the story and we want to tell the story. Yeah. Like they, they, they did that and then they also like talk about wrestling as an actual as actually what it is too. I feel I don't know how they're. I think they were trying to mix it up to see how they want to approach the show, but okay. it was it was neat to see both both sides. All right, and they even had like a segment where they had a baseball man come up and do a promo off with Booker T, and they actually like called him promos, and Booker T just annihilated him. Of course he did. It was great because you come at the king, you better not miss. Because I think it was Christian who was like, because they had like scorecards to grade them, and Christian was being polite to the baseball man, but Renee's like, "No, you're fucking terrible," <laughs> like just like not no selling it, which was fun. And then Booker T just totally obliterated him. The husband of hers is rubbing off on her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way they ended the show was having. Uh, Paige and Renee cut promos on people they were tweeting bad shit at them. And it was great because Renee, like, because someone was, was uh, talking trash about her commentary. She was like, yeah, I got fired from that job. I work at Fox now. I'm making that Fox money. Fuck you. She straight up said, I'm making that Fox money. Alright then. So, she, yeah, she Mox is rubbing off on her. And also, she's more of a Fox employee than a WWE employee at this rate. Which is neat. That's the way she said it. She's like, yeah, I don't work on that show anymore. I work for Fox. (laughs) You know, I guess she's still technically under contract by Mm -hmm. WWE. They're just not using her. Because remember, she's supposed to be a special correspondent on SmackDown. How many times have you seen her on SmackDown? Zero. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, was she running, like, the the draft booth? Whenever they would cut to it? Yes. I think... 
Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. She was on this, the draft thing. With, yeah, with Samoa Joe. Yes, you know she absolutely was. Yeah, and Booker was there too. Man, poor Samoa Joe. Hope your hand gets better. Yeah. I like how Samoa Joe was not being in character during those parts, except for the part where he talked about himself. He was kind of in character. But he was, like, actually talking about it analytically and not being like, yeah, fuck these people, I'm Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, he would be analytical about it, and he would be real smart about it, and then be like, but also fuck you, I'm Samoa Joe, which should be me. Yeah. Well, he had to add that at the end. Because, because again, Samoa Joe, consummate professional. I'm, I'm waiting for Samoa Joe to do his own draft. And that's how you should do it. You should be able to, like, you know, talk about it realistically and, like, talk about it in a way where, like, you acknowledge some of the things that are going on here, but you still keep the illusion. <clears throat> but, John, hear me out, though. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe gets his own network special. Samoa Joe's family draft. He just drafts family members from the other wrestlers. Well, he's already got Wendy and Dominic uh, and Kofi's Ghanaian family. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Who else could he have? Um, let's see. Who else? The uh... problem is he hasn't really been fighting anyone recently. You could take Carmella from Corey Graves. Yeah, but that's taking an actual wrestler. That's not fun. That's true. How about Corey's ex? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know that Joe was getting into a polycule here. Oh, man. I don't know. Is, is Wendy going to be into this? I mean, she and AJ are pretty religious, I thought. Well, not anymore. Samoa Joe took care of that. <laughs> Damn, got her. Oh, boy. Fucking heel turn. Heel turn. That's the name of the episode, by the way. This is all a way of saying that SmackDown was really bad and we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's... What the fuck are they doing with this Shorty G shit? Are you kidding me? I mean, I know that, like, we heard about this shit months ago when we are like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, please, no. Please. Oh, come please on, John. Do this. Of course they please are. don't do this. And, of course, Vince saw all of this criticism and all of this concern online and said, fuck all of you. He had to shorten his name. Because short jokes. John, it's such good shit. John, you know what the most fucked up part about this is? What's that? He's being interviewed by Kayla, who's shorter than him. Yep. What the fuck? Yep. What, how is she going to take care of her short issues? She doesn't even have to, squ- she didn't have, have to squat Shorty down. Okay. No. No. Yeah, it's, this whole thing fucking sucks. And, like, I, I hear all these fucking people being like, oh, but he's getting television time. He's getting to put himself out there. John, he's really good. John, he could do this. What? I was one of those people until this yes, week. Yes, you were. All right. Well, what changed? The way they're putting him on TV is having him fight the fucking B team. That does nothing. Yep. That's like beating a puppet. Who cares? You're wasting my time. <clears throat> Chad Gable should be doing cool Chad Gable things. 
He's not getting to do cool Chad Gable things. He's doing Shorty G quick matches with a bunch of goobers. It, a month from now, he'll be fighting for the 24-7 title. And I hate to say it, but like, there's something that I, I remember hearing. I, I, I want to attribute it to Al Snow, but like it could be someone else. It's about the idea of just like, consider the name on the marquee there. Consider how, like, that's a good way. Like, you know, who do you want to put the title on? Are you going to want to put, like, a big title on Shorty G? Does that sound like someone that you actually legitimately take seriously and, like, would make a champion? Hey, John. Is that someone that, like, you're really putting in effort to, like, you know, put over and, like, get over and get people, like, to really want to see them? And I'm sure you could argue, but, like, oh, but they could, like, use that momentum and, and change him to make him no. more legitimate like that. Like, yeah, how'd that work for Stardust? John. You know how you do it. How's that, Owen? And I'm stealing this from someone else. You, you pair him up with Ali. You make them brothers. Short of genealogy. <sighs> you get matching do rags. Let's go. Is that it for SmackDown? The show is really bad. Uh, t- two more quick things about it. Because the other thing was good, but also bad. Bailey explained. Yeah, I was her- very mixed on this. Yeah, Bailey was on Miss TV explaining why she turned heel. And by that, I mean she didn't explain why she turned heel. She was a kind of moody teenager about it. Which I liked. I liked her attitude. I liked the way she cut the promo. She's not, like, super smooth on the microphone because she's never yeah, been. Her Her delivery still wasn't great, admittedly. But the attitude that she had while she was cutting the promo was nice. Yeah, and admittedly, the things she said weren't great either. That's the thing, John. While listening to this promo, like I under the pat, like the story behind it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. attitude behind it makes sense. It does. The delivery was not believable because the problem was I was watching this after just watching AEW, mm-hmm. and seeing those kind of promos where they're not scripted. And not having to memorize fucking lines, and you could just be passionate and just talk. And the more I watch of AEW, the more I'm going to have issues with WWE's promos because it feels just so stilted. Yeah, and it's always been that way, but it's not as prevalent. They want actors, and you know, Terry Terry Funk said it recently: "We're not actors; we're wrestlers." Exactly. Well, Seth Rollins is an actor, apparently. Is he now? Yeah, didn't you see, hear his lines? He talked. He talked so good. God damn you. <laughs> like, everything he said sounded believable because he's a piece of shit, so of course he would say those things. Don't you get it, Owen? He is cool. No, the sign told you he's not cool. I, I believe every sign. I still really want someone to make that video that I told you that someone should make. Yeah. You made it. 
I, I don't know how to edit videos. If I could figure out how to edit videos, I will totally just play that fucking Vine audio of Katy Perry thing going. Everyone asks you if you're doing fine. You have to say that you're fine, but you're not fine. And for people, they wouldn't understand. Hey, John? As, as the he fucking stared down the Seth Rollins not cool sign guy. Hey, John? What? It's as if there's websites online that you can charge a little bit of money and get people to do it for you. No, I'm not going to fight for it. I'm going to do it myself. All right. Well, good luck. I look forward to seeing that. Speaking of content, a quick uh, plug that if you go to ProWrestling.Cool, there's now a glossary up there. Why'd we do that? You said that we should have it. I said, okay, I'll make it. (laughs) I didn't think you'd actually do it. I thought it would just be for us. No. It's it's a glossary for people who listen to our podcasts and like what the f- who the fuck's a Bing Bong, and now they can look it up. And go oh, Bing Bong means Braun Strowman. Who is that fucking guy? It's that fucking guy. I'm not gonna say it. Look it up I on mean, the website. Go to the website. He's a, he's a hero now. He's still that fucking guy. He is still that fucking guy. <laughs> we look. You may be, we may be excited to see you, but we don't forget what you did. Exactly. One more thing about the Bailey segment is that I enjoyed Mrs. Lyon when she wasn't answering the questions and said, a champion that doesn't talk, who are you, Brock Lesnar? That was pretty funny. But other than that, I, I was mostly annoyed by the Miz and felt like kind of the way that he was talking to her had some... Let's say had some very uh, uh, chauvinistic tones, undertones to it. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Just feel like Miz wouldn't talk that way to a guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Totally fine. Fox is it's on Fox. It's fine. Oh, I mean, yeah. From the from the network that brought you Last Man Standing. Uh, the time slot that Latman and Standing used to have. Uh, I got one more thing for SmackDown. No, and you mean uh, Nope, I'm not doing that noise. That's yours. You won't. You you took that noise back. There's no taking that noise back. <laughs> Fair enough. That noise is cursed. Sure is. John- Just like SmackDown is, because what the fuck did they do to Drew Gulak? It's it's. It's the thing that you loved, John. You loved when Drew Gulak did PowerPoint presentations. I did love when Drew Gulak did PowerPoint presentations. I didn't. But like, I liked when he was just a badass. No, that's the thing is what I'm saying is that, like, yeah, him doing the PowerPoint presentations was funny and fun for his goofy character that he was doing. But he's beyond that now. No, he's not. He's, that's what he is now why would you go back to this like fucking two years after the fact? Because it's the main roster and that's all they have for him. If he wants to be a good WrestleMania, he should have stuck to NXT. But they I'm sure he would have if he could. I know, they fucked him. Can't believe they fucked him like this. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> yeah, it was coming. So yeah, he did a PowerPoint presentation for Braun about why he should 
not just do his monster man thing against the boxer guy. And then he got killed. Jesus fucking Christ. Did you at least watch the dot-com thing? No, I didn't. With him, because that was good at least. What happened to it? I didn't see any of it. Because he was talking to Kathy, I believe, about him being out there, and he's... Let me try to figure, figure like, summarize, essentially, what he was like. So he's saying, he's like... Wait, yeah. Queen's on SmackDown now? What? Yeah, and Queen's she, on SmackDown now? She, she does all the dot-com stuff. Hmm. Yeah, Queen Kathy's all over the place. She's She does WWE now. So she does all the digital stuff. Alright. Yeah, she, he was out there, like, explaining about his actions, being like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm still that guy. I'm just trying to, to be out there and make a name for myself and get on TV because I believe I'm on Braun Strowman's level. And I was trying to show him that, and it just didn't work out that way this time. Huh. He's trying to say that he's as big of a star as, you know, the people that are on TV, and he's going to get on there and prove that, you know, he can hang in the ring, even though that didn't quite work out this time. He bit off a little more than he could chew. That's weird, but okay. Yeah, but it seems like he no, he has a plan. He's not just completely goofy, even though that's how they're going to write him on TV, but he, he seems like he's got the wheels turning in his head. But the problem here, once again, is does it actually mean anything if they don't let him do anything with it? It's like Kofi having the nice little bit on SmackDown where someone brought up him losing the championship and like you see him visibly crush that pancake that he's holding in his hand, balling it up into a fist. intentional. Of course that was on. Wait, what do you mean? 100% intentional. That, they're planting the seeds of saying Kofi's okay. Everything's fine with Kofi. Kofi's not okay. He is fucking furious and crushed and feeling all the emotions. But, you know, he's in the positive group. So he's gotta be positive. Until he finally just snaps. Do you genuinely believe that this is them, like, actually doing some booking and not just, like, Kofi doing some fucking character work on his own because he can, because New Day does? I I think it's intentional. Notice that in the tag matches, Kofi's not the one in there. It's the other two. Well, they're the tag team now. Kofi's yeah. a single star. Yeah. And now he's not getting to do... He lost the belt, now he doesn't get to do, be in the ring. But now Xavier is hurt now from the Australia tours, and who fucking knows what they're going to do now? Yeah, that really sucks. I don't know. I feel I'm wondering if Kofi's going to turn on Big E then, because Kofi's going to do something. Something's festering up inside of him, and it's going to blow at some point. I don't think Kofi turns heel. I don't know, or he just leaves a new day. I don't think they break up the New Day, either. Or he just becomes very angry, Kofi. Yeah, I'd be into that. I'm, 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 something's gonna happen with Kofi, I just don't know what. I believe all the stuff they're doing to him is intentional. They wouldn't be doing it every week if it wasn't. 
Because they've been doing or, little hints at it every week. Or they would because they don't actually know what they're doing every week. And even Conrad keeps bringing up that, you know, he's still... Like, he's, he, he got that loss, but he's so positive. Like, they're bringing it up that, you know, hey, he lost that match, but look at him smiling. Everything's fine. Everything's fine with Kofi. He's not fucking gonna lose his goddamn mind. Alright, I mean, it's hard to trust it, but okay. He's the first person on the intro of the SmackDown thing. The SmackDown opening is him starting it off. Even after they edited it for the brand split. So, we'll see. I feel like he might still be a focus. They're just getting through this Cain Velasquez stuff first. Because that's what the Fox Fox and Saudi Arabia both wanted. Here's hoping. Anyway, what, we're talking too much about bad shows, so... Let's talk about another bad show! Yeah, let's talk about another bad show just so we can get out of here. Yeah, the one that happened tonight, Monday Night Raw. Remember when I talked about Drew McIntyre earlier? He was on the... The bump? You sure did. And they were talking about him being back, and he's like, yeah, I'm not back yet. Oh, he's back now. Hooray! He's the last member of Team uh, Drunk Ric Flair. Oh my fucking god, Ric Flair was in quite the condition tonight. You, this was peak Flair. Yep. My favorite part was during the match with Ricochet, they just have uh, whoever that interview lady is talking to Ric Flair at ringside. And he doesn't fucking know where he is now. He doesn't know where the fuck SmackDown is. He just but wants... The that, <laughs> but the way that he recovered was brilliant. And show, it was just like, damn, you you do... You know what? You may be an old racist who I don't kind of want to see anymore, but you do still got it, Rick. Fuck. What do you do? Basically, the way he recovered was like, you know, he was asking, where is it? Kansas City? Cleveland? And like, you know... Oh, she started to say, yeah, we're in Cleveland. And what he said was like, I'm asking where SmackDown is. I know where I am. Yeah. It's great. That was a great, that was a brilliant recovery. Props, Rick. Is the only that Hulk Hogan has to be there in person. Uh, it's, it's, he was just losing his goddamn mind and his face was turning red. It was, not, it was something. You fucking, he got the fucking, <laughs> He got he buried fucking Cleveland for LeBron leaving them and got them to cheer it. He's Ric Flair. He can't be Ric Flair. No, but then be like that was the brilliant part was he dropped that one and then he started doing the Browns shit and then all the other shit and then people were like, wait, no, fuck you, what, no. Yep. I th- I just love that that like people didn't really catch on to what he fucking buried them with LeBron, but then when he started doing the other things, it's like, man, you still are the fucking best heel in the game, dude. Oh man, him and if only people actually cared what te- all about what Teddy Long said, all those things you called him. Yeah, Flair's gonna take a bump next week, isn't he? Woo, he's gonna take a bump, and Hogan's gonna fucking do a leg drop. Woo. Hogan should not do a leg drop. Hogan is not going to do a leg drop. I think he's going to do a leg drop. It's a fucking awful idea, but he's going to do it. No. I hope not. But I 
bet you Hogan will do a big boot. I don't know. I don't trust him. Or at least attempt to do a big boot. I think he's he's going to do something. He's going to rip a shirt. I know that. Sadly, yes. Yep. See, yeah, Drew McIntyre's back. He's the last member of Team Flair. It's a good choice. Drew McIntyre's good. He beat Ricochet in a match. Who cares? Yeah, I, I didn't even care about that. Yo, they showed an XFL quarterback at ringside. Wait, there's one that's live? Apparently, you missed one. Fuck. Well, I'll have to get have Oscar get on that. Please do. Who was it? I, f- I forget. He must be a local. He's going to D.C. Was it one of the people we read, I'm wondering? You should look it up. I don't know. I didn't I didn't care to write down the name. I'm like, I don't give a shit who this guy is. And if you haven't listened to last week's Heal Alternative, you should probably do that. Yeah, it's, it's on this podcast feed. Give, give it a listen. But uh, episode, episode three, I can't believe every XFL player is dead. I, I think they could tell what, which episode it was by the title. <laughs> but yeah, um, later on they showed the Cleveland Browns who were from the other football league. Yeah, and then I was there briefly. No, John, no. You were not there. Why the fuck would you be in Cleveland? I don't know, but, you know, if if Scott Steiner is there, that means that I'm there for some reason. And that doesn't make sense. You guys don't D- have... Don't you remember this? No, what? Uh, oh, God. I have no idea what you're talking about. You guys don't have any cosmic bond of any kind. But I... Uh... Yeah, one one of the Browns players was shirtless and had the chainmail on, and it was the best. I love that they kept the camera on him, but definitely tried not to acknowledge what he was wearing. Or what he was not wearing, because he was shirtless. Well, I mean, you know. Oh, he was so good. If only he had, like, had the goatee painted right. This went all the way, Scott Steiner. Holler. How's that, how's that show he's doing? I, it's still going, from my, is my understanding. We should, we should go to that show sometime. I read something about someone went to that show and And? Was, was Scott Snyder there? I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't actually read it. That's the important thing. I want to know if he's there. I want to go meet him. Well, yeah, duh. Well, I, no, I don't. I don't want to meet him. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's it, 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 it's it's a it's a curiosity that you have to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm just worried that if it's basically going to be like when you meet your your doppelganger. If you meet your doppelganger, you both die. Well, yeah, you guys, you have to fight to the death. There could only be one. Because you gotta play him the clip from the podcast. Which one? Pick your pick one. <laughs> Probably the middle one. Talk about him breaking the space time continuum. I'm telling you, I, I would love to see his actual reaction to those podcasts. 
I mean, I did think about seeing if he was on like cameo or something, and I could pay him to like do a thing for for the third one. Why didn't you? Too real. <laughs> Fair enough. Yo, John. Uh, I feel like it, I feel like it kills the magic to act, get the actual one involved. That's true. Even if it would be to comment on how fucking terrible this whole thing is. Hear me out, though, John. What if you got him to do it, but you also still put the filter on the voice? Yeah, okay. That way, no one knows it's actually him, but but you know. Oh, so it's like when they had fucking George <laughs> George Clooney on South Park playing Stan's dog. Yes. Very good. Hey, John, you fucked up. Why? Because uh, you were like not fully watching Raw during the beginning part, and you missed Theo Man being the fucking worst. I'm kind of glad I missed it being the fucking worst, reading that apparently he did a Castlevania 2 quote. He sure did, during Alzer's entrance! And then he fucking went full-on Joker and talked about how we live... Okay. I need to know the context for we live in a society. It, it, was, it was regarding Rusev and Lana. Is is something we live in a society where this kind of thing is not acceptable? But what is going on with Bobby Lashley? <laughs> Dio's rise up. God, you can say gamers rise up. He's a fucking gamer. And an, he's a cosplayer. He's also a cosplayer. And a LARPer. Yeah, the fucking Theo Man's just dropping these things and I'm hating every single one of them. He needs to stop. Theo's fucking cool, but it's also too much. And, like, you don't get to be this, this fucking over-the-top when you're also still not great at your job. And also when you're on the same table as Jerry Lawler. Oh, Jesus, also true, because fucking Jerry Lawler can't help himself with his fucking stupid dad joke puns that are always so bad. Yeah, it's a, it's that's the thing, it's a mix of the two. I can't take that much. I can't take it from both directions. Yeah, definitely. Like, your, your nerdy bullshit and your dad jokes, I can't do both in the same night. Pick, pick yeah. one. Like, we don't need... One morrow is enough. You don't need two. Yeah, and Vic Joseph ain't doing shit. He's really not. He's, he's not really gonna. He's not like, gonna stop anyone. He really is just fucking like Michael Cole light. Yeah, Michael Cole can at least like take control of the situation. He just sits there, takes whatever they say, and just moves on with what's happening in the ring. You hate to see it, folks. Very choice, though, that they had Jerry Lawler talk to Rusev about his uh, his wife problems. I couldn't give any less of a shit about this. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the actual segment. I just want I just want to point out that picking Lawler to do it was very good. Because, of course, if anyone knows about this shit, it's Lawler. Can we have the fiend come back for him? Can we talk about that real fast? Can we talk about how they said the Firefly Funhouse is coming back on Friday? Yeah, what? 
Is it just gonna be him like sitting like cross legged in like rocking back and forth in the burned remains of his house? Oh man, I hope not. I hope it's gonna be like an actually real Firefly Funhouse, and they're gonna keep doing this, and all those rumors of like they killed it because Fox doesn't want it aren't true. I'm. I don't know how they're, what they're gonna do, but yeah, I, the fact that they're doing the Fire, Firefly Funhouse on Fox um, leads me to think what I initially thought of Meltzer was just saying shit to try to explain what's happening. I mean, that's what it always was, is he was always very clear about the fact that he was speculating. Yeah, and I always... like, he ran with it. I know. A lot of people did, and I I straight up said on here, I said, I don't think that's true at all. You don't get the Fiend, you don't ask for the Fiend to be on your show if you don't want the thing that makes him a compelling character. No, I know. I just... Look, this company makes a lot of... it's, It's... I completely understand the worry. I'm, I'm just I'm just like, throwing it out there. I, I agree with I agree with you. It, it wasn't super likely, but like to see that it is hopefully not true. Oh, thank God! I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I'm better than Meltzer. Minus five stars. Why why do I get minus five stars? Look, if if you're gonna be better than Meltzer, I'm gonna be better than Alvarez. Then you do minus six stars. No, this wasn't the Tokyo Dome. Shit, you're right. Fair enough. <laughs> He'll turn. He'll turn. Andrade continues to have a push. Uh, look. He fought Sin Cara. What's up with that? Look, I get it. Sin Cara's pretty decent. I'm glad to see Sin Cara back. I really, really wish that they did that Sin Cara thing. I, I didn't even say that. 2K20 story mode. Yeah, and for people who don't know, in the 2K20 video game story mode, there's a bit with Sin Cara going around. Sin Cara doing his entrance, but he botches on the trampoline and just eats eats the side of the ring. It's the trampoline collapses under him, and he just smacks face first into the ring apron. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> at least it, see, it seems like at least a couple people know what they're doing with that game. It's, it's off the grid because you hear Corey. Someone broke the trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, between that and the and the Samoa Joe gets a robot arm thing, it seems like there are some people there that understand what they're making and like going for it. But then there's the rest of it. Yeah, the problem is it's it's not the people who like make the game engine. It's just the people who write the story mode that know what they're doing. How the fuck did they let Vince get and Vince let him get away with this? Because Vince doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I know. I I know that. WWE does not fucking care about the game at all so long as it just comes out. Yeah, does it make money? That's all we need. Can Are you allowed to bring our talent in to face Gatum? Fuck no. Just, just guess what they look like. It'll work out just fine. Look at you, try. I'm just doing the same name. Draw what you think that person looks like. That's every single model. Look at fucking Tyler Bate. We're going to have the the characters. Uh, we're going to have all these wrestlers uh, drawn by a uh, 
a caricature artist on the boardwalk and then have those pictures traced by a five-year-old. I, I thought you were going to say it's by that, that fucking artist on Twitter that just draws like really shitty wrestler stuff. Have you seen, seen that person? It takes the screenshots. You're going to have to show me that one. I think Renee's like re- re- uh, quote-tweeted them before. To take the screenshot from an episode of Raw and just draws it really badly. It says, I'm an artist. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I forget what the Twitter handle is, but it's it's funny. And I, and they're so sincere about it, it makes it the best. Can we not talk about Raw anymore? Are we done? Almost. Heyman and Mysterio was really good. Why, why, yeah. why aren't they fighting? Because they're really selling this Rey Mysterio broke his arm thing. Did he, though? I don't know. I was actually kind of wondering that. It's like, oh, is this really just cover for for Ray is actually kind of hurt still with his shoulder issue and just like getting his getting his stem cells in Columbia or whatever he's doing? I believe that is the case. Yeah. In that case, I'm surprised they let him take all those F5s. Eh. Maybe Dominic's the worst of it, being honest. It's true. And then they uh, they leveled up Dominic to level 32 and evolved into Cain Velasquez. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. When Cain first came out, I did originally think, damn, Dominic got cut and also he shaved his head. Wait, why does his face look different? You know what? You're not. A lot of people did that, so don't worry. <laughs> That's a lot of people's reactions because they didn't. Fuck- way cooler. Yeah, just renamed Cain uh, Velasquez as Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> That's his wrestling name. Could have had him in a mask. It would have worked. No one would have been the wiser. Anyway, anyway, Shelton Benjamin came out and and pushed Rey Mysterio around. I liked it because what he said, like he actually did train Brock Lesnar. It's their yeah. real connection. They they kind of hinted at this before uh, in the lead up to WrestleMania with Seth Rollins fighting him, but they didn't like really acknowledge it fully. This time they did. It was cool. But of course, it still amounts to nothing because all it was all just lead up for Kane Velasquez to show up and and tap him out. True, but I, I would like Paul Heyman to be the uh, be the manager for Shelton Benjamin and have him have a feud with Kane Velasquez after whatever happens with Lesnar. Yeah, but he won't though. Heyman's there anyway. It'd be cool. Yeah, but they won't, though. I know. How did it go for Curtis Axel and Cesaro? Remember that month when Paul Heyman, like, was in love with Ryback? Yeah, we all were in love with them. And then Ryback deleted that relationship. Like, he does all his tweets. What a weird time that was. Yeah, what a weird time it is now. It's just a different kind of weird. Anyway, then Seth Rollins basically 
cut a promo in which he said all of Vince McMahon's fuck you, this is my story, I'll do whatever the fuck I want shit, and then had a match against Humberto Carrillo where he was kind of the heel. I'm, I, and by kind of, I mean completely the heel. I think he is a heel. I mean, considering the crowd was chanting, we want Wyatt. Well, yeah, but also Wyatt can't appear because of the brand split. He may fully explain this. Brock Lesnar could not be on Raw because of the brand split. Cain Velasquez could appear. Cain Velasquez is a Raw superstar, apparently. What? Or he's unsigned. You didn't see him, like, get drafted. He didn't sign anywhere. He's a free agent. Okay. I think. Like, I don't know why you're allowed to be a free agent and go wherever you want, but okay. I don't know. Because he's Cain Velasquez. That's why. He's sure. worth a lot of money. Yep. Uh, yeah, Roberto got this spot, and it was cool, except that, you know, he got a little bit of hope, but it only seemed like because that let him, which kind of sucked. It was a good match for what it was, though. Like, Humberto Carrillo looked great. Like, everything he did looked super cool. But yeah, there was definitely a lot of just like, and you know, I get that the pace of the match was definitely like Seth Rollins kind of toying with him and just letting him, like, you know, in a lot of ways, just like letting him do things when it's like, I'm clearly outclassing you better than you, and then just kind of leans into that. But yeah, you know, it it worked. It was good. Yeah. Um, it's just, is a shame that like, just a shame. It's just a shame what Seth Rollins has become. Yeah. That, I, like, I can con- totally concede that this match is good, and, like, it's better that they let him kind of be a heel, but, like, this whole thing is so dumb. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what's interesting, though? What's that? This of? episode of Raw had a lot of Hispanic representation. It did. I wonder why. Probably because they are once again trying to find the next uh, big Latinx superstar. Yeah, Rey Mysterio. Like they've been trying to do for years. Yeah, Rey Mysterio was on the show. He was yeah, the best I mean, one out of all, everyone on the show. I mean, he always is, is the thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, you know this. They've been trying to, like, find uh, someone other than Rey Mysterio for, like, a decade. True. It never works out for them. But, hey, they'll... Let's throw them all out there. See if we can make one of them stick. Like Sin Cara. You know, maybe you know. Maybe if they actually finally like get behind Andrade for fucking ones. They are. It's it's looking good so far. It's, it's been two weeks. Let's just keep it going. Yeah, it's been two weeks. That's what I'm saying. Just keep it going. Let's make it three. The only other. Uh, Thing on Raw was that the Street Profits main evented against the OC, and then their mystery partner showed up late, and it was bad. The match was good, but the surprise was bad. It was Kevin Owens. Who cares? Kevin Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens is a character. Is ice cold. Well, yeah, because he got stuck in all that dumbass Shane bullshit. Yeah. And then he disappeared for a while, and now he's back. And everyone's like, eh. He's still stunnering people. He didn't disappear. He literally 
banish Shane from the first fucking uh on the first fucking SmackDown on Fridays. Then he bashed himself on SmackDown. He got drafted. I know. But he got rid of Shane on the show and now he's not on that show anymore. But he also got rid of Shane from the company, so for now. Well, yeah, obviously. I don't know. The crowd didn't seem into it. I didn't seem into it. Yeah, because why should we care about Kevin Owens right now? No, like you're you're a hundred percent right here. Like Kevin Owens is is nothing. Like you know why no one cares, John? Why? Why is that? Because it, clearly it's setting up another United States Championship feud between these two. And remember what happened last time. I didn't even consider that, and. <laughs> Those God matches damn. fucking sucked. They did. I was at one of them, and it was really bad. Like, I just don't understand why those two just don't work well together, but they just don't seem to work well together. Yep, so get ready for more of that. <laughs> and that's how we end the show. I'm against it. I'm against all of it. I, I got good news for you, though, John. What's that? You'll you'll be back later in the week to talk about good wrestling. Yeah, we got the Wednesday show where we talk about wrestling that's good. A- that's any- anything announced for uh, AEW and NXT? Yeah, fucking, uh, well, there was going to be that North American Championship match, but, like, I don't, I don't know if Keith Lee's actually injured or not. Mm-hmm. So who knows what that, you know, Roger Strong, Diamond, Dyke, Dejkovic, uh, Keith Lee, North American Championship match is going to be. And then fucking AEW's got fucking Pac versus Moxley, which holy shit. Yeah, I got, I got a little taste of that when I was at AEW last week. And yeah. So yeah, I'm hype. Did, did you know that the crowd chanted CZW at Moxley and it warmed his heart? And and uh, and Pac was very very mad about it. Sounds about right. He hates CCW. We hate him. Fair enough. Also, uh, Trace in the chest said in all in all caps. Did someone say AEW? So he's hyped for Thursday. You mean Wednesday? Well, it, the podcast goes up Thursday. You guys aren't doing well, it live yeah. yet. When oh, you guys yeah, do it live, I'll say Wednesday. I'm just saying, we still record it on Wednesday nights, and I say Wednesday on the fucking show. Alright, you guys are just you're getting into practice. I'm just letting people know, don't expect it Wednesday night, expect it Thursday morning. For na- until maybe next month. Oh, and it's fucking one in the morning, that's it for Heel Turn. That's it for Heel Turn or Production of Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. It's a website. Go to the website. Also, we have a Patreon at patreon.cool. Get all kinds of cool stuff. And if you subscribe at at least $5 a month, you get me and Oscar talking about the bad Saudi Arabia show. Hooray. We also have Facebook. Search for progressing.cool. Twitter at PWDOTC. Uh, John, what what website do you have? I maybe don't have WebMD.Doctor anymore. Good. <laughs> do you have another website? I, I I think I have IamJohnGM.com still. 
If not, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> let me just let me let me just test it out right now to see if it works. I bet it doesn't. Yeah, it works. Yay! For now. Yeah, I, I did the redirect. It's it should be set up and hover. John, where can we what? find you on social media? I am John GM. Just type it into various social medias. You'll probably find me. If you don't, it means I'm not on it. Cool. I'm on Twitter at the underscore ozone. All right. We'll be back next week. John will be back later in the week. Wrestling never ends. So until then, y'all come back now here. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.